Hare Krishna everybody, dear devotees, welcome back to the daily readings of Srila Prabhupada's books right here in the live studios in Hive, we call it the Haven, <clears throat> Anglo-Saxon for Hive is Haven, here in uh, <clears throat> Kent, southeast uh, England, just near the English Channel. Uh, we're having a very intense time here, where Sikh is your money. Prabhu and I, and of course Sham Shore, who's keeping the whole show together. Uh, yeah, it's a big deal. I've just realized today when we were hearing, uh, we're doing the first proof hearing, and we realized today that we're going to have to do another proof hearing after we get all the things done that need to get done. Now the words are all there. But some of it needs to be dubbed in, and the microphone and the software have to be adjusted to make it as close to the original as possible. And then lots of things have to be connect, con corrected through the software. So it's a big deal, actually. You know, I was realizing, my gosh, we're doing a one-in-a-lifetime thing, and not only that, the one time that this can ever be done. The first time that a BBT official publication of the Chaitanya Charitamrita as an audiobook is going to be done for the first time. What a privilege and an honor. And it's just ecstatic, frankly. And I'm realizing more and more as we do this how few devotees actually read this book. And these purports of Srila Prabhupada in these books are extremely important to us. And especially since Lord Chaitanya's pastimes happened just 500 years ago. You know, it's much more relishable and understandable, relatable uh, by the devotees. So let me uh, beg the mercy of the Vaishnavas so that we can finish this book and also so that it has the right, it does the right thing that it's supposed to do. Hare Krishna. Okay, but now we're into the Brihad Bhagavatamrita. Uh, we're going to read Srimad Bhagavatam Mahima Stotram uh, by Sanatana Goswami, the same author as the Briya Bhagavatam Rita. And it's also uh, based on the Srimad Bhagavatam, uh, of which this stotra is a glorification of. Uh, and it goes like this. Sarva Yusha Sarva Vedaika Satpala Sarva Siddhanta Ratnaja Sarva Lokaika Drikprada O Nectar from the ocean of all scriptures, singular fruit of all the Vedas, rich mine of the precious gems of all conclusive truths, you are the only giver of sight to all the worlds. Sarva Bhagavata Prana, Srimad Bhagavata Prabho, Kalidvanduditaditya, Sri Krishna Parivartita. O life heir of all the Supreme Lord's devotees, O Master, Srimad Bhagavatam, you are the sun risen in the darkness of Kali. You are the exact image of Sri Krishna. Paramananda Pataya, Premavarshakshadayate, Sarvadasavatasevyaya, Sri Krishnaya, Namostume. I bow down to you who are supremely blissful to read. You are your every syllable pours down a flood of prema. You can always be served by 
everyone. You are Sri Krishna himself. Madeka bando matsangin madguro man mahadana manistadaga madbhagya mad anandanamostute. My only friend, my constant companion, my spiritual master, my great wealth, my savior, my good fortune, my source of ecstasy, I bow down to you. Asadu saduta dayin adini chochita kada hanamun chagadachin maun premna rit kantayospuda. O bestower of saintliness to the unsaintly, O exalter of the most fallen, please never leave me. Always appear in my heart and my voice with pure love. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. I'd like to honor our, 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 our welcome our honored guest, uh, Radharaman, who owns this flat, by the way, Hare Krishna. <clears throat> Hare Krishna. Okay, Gopakumar is hearing from <clears throat> Nardamuni. He's in Dwarka at Uddhava's house. Krishna asked Uddhava to take Gopakumar to his house because Uddhava's and his family are the closestly, closest related to Vrindavan and he's been there and seen everything and he has that mood. So Narda there, Narda is free, feels free and open to educate Gopakumar about Goloka Vrindavan. Uh, and in this way, Gopakumar, a very special person, is getting educated by the best of the best. And he doesn't know that much about Goloka Vrindavan. He just knows about his worship of Lord and the, and the mantra that his guru gave him. Now he's finding out. Narada Muni is speaking. We're beginning with text 117, chapter 5, Brihad Bhagavatamrita, the second part. May you be, this is Narada Muni speaking, may you be protected by his pastimes of killing Trinavarta and rolling, rolling around in charming ways and stealing butter and yogurt to satisfy the gopis. Commentary. The words, the pronouns, ya, sa, those very same, imply that these pastimes are extremely famous, extremely amazing, and extremely attractive. Sri Narda prays that these pastimes protect Gopakumar, protect him from all kinds of fear, and perhaps from becoming too bewildered by the ecstasy that arises from hearing the pastimes of Krishna's infancy. Narda Muni's presentation now focuses on the sweetness of Krishna's pastimes in Vrindavan. He skips mentioning pastimes that do not highlight this sweetness, such as the name-giving ceremony, 
performed by Gargarishi. Krishna did not do anything special in that pastime in which Garga told Nanda and Yashoda of Krishna's glories. Text 118 May I be protected by the clever glances he cast at his mother in apparent fear when the gopis complained to her by the delight he showed in eating dirt and by the games he played while his mother churned yogurt. Commentary Like an ordinary child, Krishna exposed his fear by glancing quickly from side to side. Sri Narada has already described that, that when Mother Yashoda rebuked Krishna for eating dirt, he showed her the universe within his mouth. After that pastime, Srimad Bhagavatam continues with a glorification of Nanda and Yashoda's good fortune. But in that narration, Krishna is not active, so Narada does not refer to it. Next comes the all-auspicious Damodar Lila, described in this and the following two texts. Narada did, did mention this pastime earlier, but only briefly to help illustrate how Krishna submits himself to the control of his devotees. While Mother Yashoda churned yogurt, baby Krishna would play such pranks as holding on to the churning rod. Text 119 The Lord's crying, his breaking the yogurt pots, his stealing fresh butter from storage pots hanging from the ceiling, his running away in fear of his mother, and his restlessly look ab looking about with fear in his eyes are all very wonderful. Text 120 May my mind be enchanted by his dragging the mortar to which his mother had tied him with ropes around his belly, by his felling the Arjuna trees, and by his bestowing a benediction even while tied in that way. Commentary While still bound tightly to the mortar with the strong ropes used to bind cows, Krishna graciously blessed the reformed sons of Kuvera. O Nala Kuvara and Manigriva, now you may both return home. Since you desire to be always absorbed in my devotional service, your desire to develop love and affection for me will be fulfilled. And now you will never fall from that platform. Bhagavatam 10, 10, 42. Text 121. While tending the calves and playing in the Vrindavan forest, he killed Vatsa and Baka. He adorns himself in forest dress and imitates the sounds of the animals. May that first guru in the art of flute playing protect me. Commentary Krishna performed his earliest pastimes, just described by Narada, in the forest called Mahavan. This, for, this verse begins with the description of his pastimes in the largest of Raja's twelve forests, Vrindavan. Narada calls Krishna the Adi Guru of flute players 
because it was during these pastimes that Krishna perfected the art of playing the flute. While in the forest, Krishna and his friends would collect the peacock feathers, gunja berries, and other items with which Krishna would be decorated. Text 122 I worship the pastimes he performed in the early mornings when he entered the Vrindavan forest with his calves and friends. Most relishable pastimes, such as entering the mouth of a great serpent after pondering in various ways. Commentary On what began as a typical cow-grazing morning, the mighty demon Aga, in the form of a gigantic snake, confronted Krishna's cowherd friends. The boys, having decorated themselves with festive forest attire, were in a very playful mood. After amusing themselves by stealing one another's lunch bags and teasing the monkeys and other animals, they were looking for another game when they spotted Aga lying on the path with his gaping mouth inviting them to enter. Krishna watched helplessly as they marched into the demon's mouth and he began to think, Now what is to be done? How can both the killing of this demon and the saving of the devotees be performed simultaneously? Krishna, being unlimitedly potent, decided to wait for an intelligent means by which he could simultaneously save the boys and kill the demons. Then he entered the mouth of an Agasura. Bhagavatam 10, 12, 28 These pastimes are filled with all the different rasas of loving exchange and thus they enchant the heart of whoever hears them. Text 123 My mind is utterly enchanted by the Lord's pastimes, pastime of taking lunch on the grassy shore of a lake and then going off to search for the calves, his hand adorned with a lump of rice mixed with yogurt. Commentary Lord Brahma wanted to test Krishna's greatness. So when Krishna left his friends during lunch to go into the dense forest to find the wandering calves, Brahma took the opportunity to kidnap the calves and the cowherd boys as well. Krishna had just taken from a friend's plate a lump of yogurt rice and was still carrying it when he went looking for the calves. <laughs> Shukadev Goswami says, He was holding in his left hand a very nice preparation of yogurt and rice with pieces of suitable fruit between his fingers. Bhagavatam 10, 13, 11 Let me go and search for the calves, Krishna said. Don't disturb your enjoyment. Then, carrying his yogurt and rice in his hand, the Supreme Personality of Godhead Krishna immediately went out to search for the calves of his friends. To please his friends, he began searching in all the mountains, bushes, mountain caves, and narrow passages. Bhagavatam 10, 13, 14 In fact, Krishna was still holding that morsel in his hand a year later when Brahma came to apologize 
Lord Brahma said, My dear Lord, you are the only worshipable Lord, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, and therefore I offer my humble obeisances and prayers just to please you. O son of the king of the cowherds, your transcendental body is dark blue like a new cloud. Your garment is brilliant like lightning, and the beauty of your face is enchanted by your gunji earrings and the peacock feather on your head, wearing garlands of various forest flowers and leaves and equipped with a herding stick, a buffalo horn and a flute, you stand beautifully with a morsel of food in your hand. Bhagavatam 10.14.1 text, text 124 Who can describe the charm of those pastimes which bewildered even Brahma when he saw them? Krishna himself assumed the forms of the calves and cowherd boys and yet he went to search for his friends and calves like an innocent child. Commentary This pastime is doubly bewildering. Krishna does something possible only for the supreme mystic, yet he acts like a naive child. Narada Muni feels so charmed by this pastime that he doubts his ability to describe it. Text 125 Lord Brahma came to understand better than anyone else the special glories of Gokula, the abode of all those pastimes. So with great respect, he prays to the Supreme Lord who embodies the exalted tastes of pure love in Vraja. Commentary Brahma's defeat by Krishna in their match of wits not only humbled Brahma, but also elevated him in understanding of Krishna's pastimes in Gokula. So much so that Narada calls him Mahatmya Visheshabhitama the best of those who know the special glories of Gokula. We find evidence of Brahma's understanding in his solemn prayer to Krishna. My greatest possible good fortune would be to take any birth whatever in this forest of Gokula and have my head bathed by the dust falling from the lotus feet of any of its residents. Their entire life and soul is the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Mukunda, the dust of whose lotus feet is still being searched for in the Vedic mantras. Bhagavatam 10, 14, 34 Brahma became qualified to praise Krishna suitably by realizing him as the reservoir of all the ecstatic moods of Raja Prema. In many verses of Srimad Bhagavatam, Sri Shukadeva Goswami expertly describes those varieties of rasa. For example, the mothers, the mothers of the boys 
upon hearing the sounds of the flutes and bugles being played by their sons, immediately rose from their household tasks, lifted their boys onto their laps, embraced them with both arms, and began to feed them with their breast milk, which flowed forth because of extreme love, specifically for Krishna. Actually, Krishna is everything, but at that time, expressing extreme love and affection, they took special pleasure in feeding Krishna, the Parabrahman, and Krishna drank the milk from his respective mothers as if it were a nectarian beverage. Bhagavatam 10, 13, 22 Brahma himself also very competently described these rasas in his prayers. O Almighty Lord, how greatly fortunate are the cows and ladies of Vrindavan, the nectar of whose breast milk you have happily drunk to your full satisfaction, taking the form of their calves and children. All the Vedic sacrifices performed from time immemorial up to the present day have not given you as much satisfaction. Bhagavatam 10.14.31 Text 126 Please worship the wonderful pastimes the Lord enacted, such as tending the cows, honoring his elder brother, glorifying the beauty of Vrindavan, and imitating the singing of the bees. Commentary This verse begins the recounting of Krishna's Pogandalila, the pastimes of years 6 through 10. Besides imitating the bees, Krishna and his friends would also imitate the chattering of parrots, call out in deep voices to the distant cows, and enjoy naps on beds of soft leaves. Text 127 The Lord disposed of Denuka and his relatives in the Talavan and met at dusk with the women of Braj. These pastimes I cannot adequately praise. I can only offer them my respects. Commentary Because the cowherd boys wanted to eat the fruits of the tall trees and play with them as balls, they asked Krishna and Balaram to rid the Taliban forest of the ass demons who refused to allow anyone to enter and Krishna and Balaram did so. After such sports, when Krishna came home in the evening at the entrance of Nanda Maharaja's village, he would be greeted by his family and friends, including the young gopis. Lord Krishna's hair, powdered with the dust raised by the cows, was decorated with a peacock's feather and forest flowers. The, the Lord glanced charmingly and smiled beautifully, playing upon his flute while his companions chanted his glories. The gopis altogether came forward to meet, to meet him, their eyes very eager to see him. With their bee-like eyes, the women of Vrindavan drank the honey of the beautiful face of Lord Mukunda, and thus they gave up the distress they had felt during the day because of separation from him. The young Vrindavan ladies 
cast sidelong glances at the Lord, glances filled with bashfulness, laughter, and submission. And Sri Krishna, completely accepting these glances as a proper offering of, love, of respect, entered the cowherd village. Bhagavatam 10, 15, 42, and 43. Narada feels unable to describe such intimate exchanges between Krishna and his devotees. Either because words are incapable of capturing the essence of these pastimes, or because Narada fears that if he says more than a few words about each pastime, he, too, he will become too ecstatic and lose control of himself. Now, therefore, unable to freely offer elaborate service to these pastimes, he simply offers them obeisances with his words. Text 128 The sport that the son of Yashoda enjoyed in the lake of Kaliya disturbs me so much with both sorrow and joy that I can't bear to remember it, how then can I recount it to you? Commentary Remembering the violence done by Kaliya made Narda sad, but remembering how Krishna tamed Kaliya by dancing on his hoods enlivened him. Text 129 When the Lord's anger, anger swelled, what a punishment! he gave to that wicked, cruel-hearted creature. And what joy the Lord felt when he performed his festival of dancing on the stage of that serpent's upraised hoods. Commentary Kaliya had the arrogance to grasp with his filthy coils the divine body of the Supreme Person, thus causing great anxiety to the Lord's devotees. Kaliya's heart was full of wicked pride and he felt no shame raising his hoods high in the air. Therefore, Krishna gave him a fitting punishment. He turned, he turned Kaliya's hoods into a dancing stage and gleefully pummeled the servant into submission. Text 130 Even Anantashesha is unable to describe such punishment and mercy. To the serpent's many wives who offered Krishna prayers and worship, and to Kali himself, I bow down. Commentary Kaliya received the severe punishment of having his heads crushed by the Supreme Lord's heels, and simultaneously the exquisite mercy of obtaining the dust of Krishna's lotus feet on those same heads. The dust of Krishna's feet is the rarest treasure. Even the original thousand-headed serpent, Anandashesha, has difficulty, therefore, expressing the glories of the mercy Kaliya received. But Kaliya's wives managed to describe it in their humble prayers. Text 131 The pastime of the forest fire took place on the shore of that same lake and a pastime with an even greater fire 
took place in the forest known as Munja. In the Bandira forest, the clever arrangements for sporting magnified the glories of Balarama, the Lord's elder brother. May all these pastimes expand our good fortune. Commentary Krishna twice saved the cowherd boys from a forest fire, but the second fire was even more amazing than the first. In that emergency, Krishna told his friends to simply close their eyes and he would save them. And then suddenly they found themselves transported to Bandiravan. While the boys played in that forest, Lord Balarama especially showed his glories. Krishna defeated in wrestling, called Krishna defeated in wrestling, carried Tridama on his back, and victorious Balarama was carried by Pralambasura, whom Balaram then killed. Text 132 All glories to his pastimes in the rainy season, like his resting at the feet of trees and to his autumnal pastimes, enchanted by the beauty of the forests which heaped the pain of Cupid's torment on the women of Braja. Commentary During the rains, Krishna enjoyed such seasonal pastimes as sitting at the bases of trees, eating white radishes, and joining his friends on the tops of big rocks to feast on yogurt rice. When the next season commenced, the beauty of the forest increased it luxuriantly, expanding the pleasure of Krishna's pastimes and increasing the disturbance of the girls of Braj felt from the arrows of Cupid as described by Shukadeva Goswami in Srimad Bhagavatam. The people could forget their suffering by embracing the wind coming from the flower-filled forest, a wind neither hot nor cold. But the gopis could not, for their hearts had been stolen by Krishna. Text 133 when will I see with my own eyes the way he dresses in forest attire, steals everyone's heart with the downpour of sweetness from the music of his flute, and enchants all the cowherd girls? Commentary About the personality of Godhead's forest dress, Shukadeva Goswami says, Wearing a peacock feather, ornament, wearing a peacock feather ornament upon his head, blue karnikara flowers on his ears, a yellow garment as brilliant as gold, and the Vajjayanti garland. Lord Krishna exhibited his transcendental form as the greatest of dancers as he entered the forest of Vrindavan, beautifying it with the marks of his footprints. He filled the holes of his flute with the nectar of his lips, and the cowherd boys sang his glories. Bhagavantam 10.21.5 The most expert analysis of the glories of Krishna's flute, the most expert analysts of the glories of Krishna's flute are the gopis, and many of their authoritative statements 
about those glories are recorded in the tenth canto of Srimad Bhagavatam. For example, in the twenty-first chapter, in the eighth text, beginning with this one, text nine, My dear gopis, what auspicious activities must the flute have performed to enjoy the nectar of Krishna's lips independently and leave only a taste for us gopis for whom that nectar is actually meant. The forefathers of the flute, the bamboo trees, shed tears of pleasure. His mother, the river on whose bank the bamboo was born, feels jubilant, feels jubilation, and therefore her blooming lotus flowers are standing like hair on her body. The gopis in their constant praise of Krishna frequently return to the theme of the enchanting power of his flute. My dear friends, as Krishna and Balaram pass through the forest with their cowherd friends, leading their cows, they carry ropes to bind the cow's rear legs at the time of milking. When Lord Krishna plays on his flute, the sweet music makes the moving living entities become stunned and the non-moving trees tremble with ecstasy. These things are certainly very wonderful. Bhagavatam 10, 21, 19 More than anything else, the sound of Krishna's flute most fully expresses the essence of his sweetness, Madhurya. So the wonders of Krishna's flute playing will be elaborated even more in the description of the sweetness of all of Krishna's excellent qualities, Ashesha, Mahatva, Madhuri. It was particularly in the autumn that Krishna stole the hearts of the gopis playing, by playing the flute. While speaking about the arrival of autumn in Vrindavan, Sri Shukadeva Goswami says, When the young ladies in the cowherd village of Braja heard the song of Krishna's flute, which arouses the influence of Cupid, some of them privately began describing Krishna's qualities to their intimate friends. Bhagavatam 10, 21, 3. Text 130. How wonderfully he enjoyed the festival of stealing the clothes of the young girls. He climbed quickly to the top of a Kadamba tree and spoke joking words to the gopis. And after they offered respects with joined palms and submitted their requests, he gave back the garments he had placed on his shoulder. Commentary In the festival of stealing the gopis' clothes, Krishna had the opportunity to share with the gopis some humorous words. My dear girls, you may each come here as you wish and take back your garments. I'm telling you the truth and I'm not joking with you. Since I see you fati you're fatigued from your executing austere vows. Bhagavatam 10.22 10. Krishna ordered the girls to come forward one by one and ask for their garments. When the Supreme Lord saw how the gopis were struck with embarrassment, he was satisfied by their pure loving devotion. Putting their clothes on his shoulder, 
the Lord smiled and spoke to them affectionately. You girls bathe naked while executing your vow, and that is certainly an offense against the demigods. To counteract your sin, you should offer obeisances while placing your joined palms above your heads. Then you should take back your lower garments. Bhagavatam 10.22 18 and 19 text 135 I glorify his pastimes of begging food from the sacrificial brahmanas attracting the brahmanas wives and gracefully eating the food the wives, off the wives offered I glorify how he decorated himself and how he stood spoke and bestowed his mercy Commentary. In the course of Shukadeva Goswami's vivid description of Krishna's pastimes, he highlights several of Krishna's special attractive features. He tells of Krishna's ornaments, wearing a peacock, <clears throat> wearing a peacock feather, colored minerals, sprigs of flower buds, and a garland of forest flowers and leaves. He was dressed just like a dramatic act dancer. His complexion was dark blue and his garment golden. He rested one hand upon the shoulder of a friend and with the other twirled a lotus. Lilies graced his ears, his hair hung down over his cheeks and his lotus-like face was smiling. Bhagavatam 10.23.22 Chukadev Goswami also describes how Krishna spoke. Welcome, O most fortunate ladies. Please sit down and make yourselves comfortable. What can I do for you? That you have come here to see me is most appropriate. Bhagavatam 10, 23, 25. We also hear about the special mercy Krishna showed the Brahmana's wives by blessing them. Rest assured that your husbands will not be inimical toward you, nor will your fathers, brothers, or sons, your other relatives, or the general populace. I will personally advise them of the situation. Indeed, even the demigods will express their approval. Bhagavatam 10.23.31 The love the wives of those Vedic Brahmanas had for Krishna far exceeded the standards of worldly affection. Even the brahmanas themselves recognized this. As Shukadeva Goswami tells us, taking note of their wives' pure, transcendental devotion for Lord Krishna, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, <clears throat> and seeing their own lack of devotion, the brahmanas felt most sorrowful and began to condemn themselves. Bhagavatam 10, 23, 39. The remorseful brahmanas were unable to lovingly approach Krishna, as did their wives, but they did learn to admire their wives, Krishna consciousness. Just see the unlimited love those, these women have developed for Krishna, Lord Krishna, the spiritual master of the entire universe. That love has broken for them the very bonds of death 
their attachments to family life. Bhagavatam 10.23.42 Krishna also demonstrated noble grace in accepting food as charity from the Brahmana's wives. Govinda, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, fed the cowherd boys with that food of four varieties. Then the all-powerful Lord Himself partook of the preparations. Bhagavatam 10.23.36 And that is 8 o'clock exactly. Hare Krishna. All glories to the pastimes of Lord Krishna, childhood in Vrindavan. All glories to Vrindavan Lila, Hare Krishna. Okay. If anybody is still conscious after that, we can have reflections, comments, questions. Sudevi Dasi said Hare Krishna Maharaj. Sudevi Dasi, Hare Krishna. Rati Manjai said Jai Guru Maharaj. Bra Hare Krishna Rati. Prajvalabha said Hare Krishna Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. All glories to Prabhupada. I notice throughout <coughs> sorry. <coughs> I notice throughout how Gopakumar is very humble. As he goes different places, he doesn't challenge other devotees or put his knowledge on display. The removal of a challenging spirit or need to display one's own knowledge seems a prerequisite for advancement. Well, that's certainly true. I heard this morning, uh, the pastime, or rather th this afternoon, the pastime in which Prakashananda Saraswati Thakur, uh, after being delivered by Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, very strongly he defeated him philosophically and explained the Vedanta Sutra in such a way that all the sannyasis became Mayavadi sannyasis became completely bewildered and they fell in love with Krishna and they accept him as Krishna himself as, as God himself so then a little later when Lord Chaitanya was having kirtan and talking to his intimate devotees they came, Prakashananda Saraswati and his main followers, they came to see him. And they were glorifying him. And finally, Prakashananda Saraswati Thakur said, we actually accept you as Lord Narayana himself. And when Lord Chaitanya heard that, he says, no, 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 no. You are a very respectable, famous, great personality. And I am less than you know, subordinate to you. How can I hear these things? Let me worship you. So this is Krishna's nature and it's the nature of Krishna's elevated devotees, advanced, sincere, serious devotees, intimate devotees. But another reason why Gopakumar seems to be like that, so innocent, is because he actually is. He's only a 10-year-old coward boy. And he doesn't really know these things. In other words, it's true 
that he's not exhibiting the knowledge that he learned from in Tapaloka or Brahmaloka or by going to these other places. But still, he's not aware of the glories of Vrindavan. Therefore, it's easier for him to, to act innocent. Not that he will act less than innocent afterwards, but this is the nature of the heart of a elevated devotee. It's a mystic power of devotional service that the more you learn, the more you think you don't know. And the more advanced you become, the less advanced you think you are. That is, that is a sure sign of advancement in devotional service. And yes, in the ultimate state, and we'll hear about that later on in this very chapter, we're going to hear about what dhanya is in detail, what utter humility, the goal of the final stage of humility is, and how close it is related with love of Krishna, Hare Krishna. Ben Shua said, so much nectar in so little time, sweeter than condensed milk. <laughs> Like Sandesh. Nandamurti Devidasi. Hare Krishna, please accept my humble obeisances. All grace to Shula Prabhupada. Hare Krishna, Nandamurti Devidasi. So nice to hear about Krishna's beautiful childhood pastime. I heard this very carefully. Mm. Ben, ben Shu again. Whoa, 8 o'clock. Back to Ben. <clears throat> Came fast tonight, Maharaj. Felt like I could have gone on into the night. Thank you, Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Well, this is the way to get the nectar in drops, in little drops. Okay, anyway, thank you very much. I didn't, I, I expected that there wouldn't be so many uh, reflections because these pastimes are very, very sweet uh, and elevated and they take away one's uh, you know intelligence material intelligence they bewilder one and give one instead uh, happiness complete satisfaction and ultimately bliss Sri Brihat Bhagavatam Rita Ki Jai Samaveda Bhakta Brinda Ki Jai Gore, Prem, and Andi, Hari Hari Bo. See you tomorrow night, same time, same place, same topic. The creme de la creme, de la creme. Brihad Bhagavatam, Hari Krishna. See you tomorrow.